The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and happy Victoria Day weekend, everyone. Yeah, it's the unofficial kickoff to the summer, the way the May 2-4 weekend is here. And welcome to another edition of the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition here on 900 CHML. Of course, my name is Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can follow the Golfie team on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Call them at 905-575-7700. You'll be calling the first real estate team in Hamilton's history to sell a thousand homes in a year. And you can also find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G O L F I. Dot com. If you have a topic idea or a question you'd like to ask the Golfie team, send them an email. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Again, questions at robgolfie.com. We're going to talk about a, a few different uh, items of discussion today, including how to make an offer in the cooling housing market. We know it's not as insanely fast-paced as it once was over the last couple of years. It has cooled down considerably. How do you now make an offer in this weird, more balanced market? Coming soon it, it, to... It, it, oh, I was going to say... Sorry, coming, sorry coming about to, that. <laughs> you're ready, you're, you're, question you're ready to jump right in. Uh, coming soon to your neighborhood, uh, some fourplexes, maybe some more duplexes, triplexes. We'll get into that as well. And we'll also talk about a fraud case in the Niagara region that you'll want to know about. Uh, but first off, uh, yeah, let's have them jump in. Rob, how's your uh, real estate life been this week? It, it has been challenging and uh, it is stressful for um, a, a lot of sellers, stressful for a lot of realtors out there. Um, we are getting calls um, out there, uh, people, you know, that have their house, houses listed with other realtors and, you know, finding out what's going on and every, everything. And, and, and again, we're limited what we can say to them because they're under contract with somebody else. Mm-hmm. But, but there, there is a lot of nervousness with um, uh, people out there and especially the ones that, that they have bought and they bought firm and now they're selling and they're not getting the action on their houses as they anticipated. Um, it, 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 it's, it, it, it's, you know, the market has shifted, uh, a bit. Um, it, there's, I'm not going to say it's a full blown, uh, buyer's market. It, 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 um, but there is more inventory houses are a little taking a little longer to sell. Um, and, uh, adjustments are happening. Now I, I just want to say though, one thing though, real estate values, um, right now, are as like based on this year from based on from uh january 1st till uh like let's say today they're up 22 percent from last year so that's fantastic not only that they're up 22 percent but last month um there was a shift between you know five and eight percent depending on the area where you live in of of the market uh average price coming down uh depending on you know where uh what region or area you live in so so, but we're still up 22% now. So, so it's already come down quite a bit. So we were probably up 30% uh, as of the end of uh, March or, or April. And then now it's adjusting itself. Now, I, I do think there, there's an adjustment. Buyers and the buyers are doing that right now. They are making offers and that's the adjustment period that's happening right now. So 
but the, and, and, and so, okay, we're, we're right as of today, we're up 22%. It may, it, by the end of this year, we're still going to be up from last year's numbers, but it might be 10%, which is still good. The only thing is, the only thing is anybody that bought from January to the middle of March, um, they, they did buy in, in a, in a, in a boom market, which was spiking, but investors, I mean, that's the risk they take. It's not like anything else anybody investors take. But if you're a homeowner bought and you moved in and you're living there, you have nothing to worry about because house prices double every 10 years. And, and I, I'm not sure you, if you got that history chart, uh, uh, Rick, um, like last year, last year, the average sale price, this is the Hamilton, the Hamilton Burlington uh, Real Estate Board, the uh, RAB, Realtors Association Hamilton Burlington. Last year, the average sale price was uh, 879,466. That's basically Burlington including, okay? Now, that will probably, like if you look at 2020, the average sale price of the whole real estate board was 694,000. In 2030, that's gonna double to 1.3 or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think anybody has to worry about anything, but, but the problem right now, what people are doing is, Think, think of the equator around the, around the world, the equator, right? Yep. People right now are pricing their house above the equator, above the market value, let's say. The equator is the market value. They're pricing it above the market value. Now, the market value is now adjusting itself. So the market value, so then that person that uh, just put their house up for sale is priced his house above the market value because he thinks that's what it is because what happened earlier this year. Now, as the price adjustment's happening, the equator is dropping. So now the homeowner is dropping his price. He's still above the market value. And that's why there's frustration out there. You have to get under that market value. You have to get under that equator line, that line that where the market is willing to pay for that price for that house. And the thing is, and that's why people are chasing the market. They're chasing it. They're chasing it down. You got to get underneath there and then you'll do well. And that's, and that's the frustration that's happening is because uh, uh, people are waiting and waiting and waiting, but, and it's, and and it's, and it's, it's tough. It's tough out there. It's tough for us. And we're trying to find that, that market value ourselves as realtors, us as realtors out there, like we're trying to find where the, where, where it's shifting. And, and the key thing is you still can uh, put your house up for sale today and you can uh, aggressively put it up, you'll get multiple offers to a certain degree, depending on the price point, depending on the location and, and area and all that kind of stuff. But, but again, this is where experience comes in. This is experience that's going to definitely help you win in this market, this changing market. Now, everybody's saying, you know, we're going to go into uh, a, a, a recession. We, we might go into a recession, but, but when there's a recession, house prices are still good. They're still... They, they may flatline for maybe a few months, six months, but then they still climbing again. If you look at 2017 on the Realtors Association, so 2016, um, the average price on the uh, Realtors Association was 508000 2017, 569 2018, now 2017 was a boom year. 2018, uh, it was, uh, where is it here? 2018, 569 It was 576 in 2017. 17. It dropped a little bit. And then in 2019, it climbed back up to 595.7. So Rick, we're going to have a little bump maybe, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be a big one. Well, we're still going to be a lot higher than we were last year. 
And uh, so I, I don't think people have to worry. The thing is, you just got to get on that equator line. Like I said, you got to get on there and get underneath it, not above it. And, and you'll be able to sell your house. No problem. But, but if you're chasing it down, you're just, you're just going to continuously chase down the market. You meet with hundreds, if not thousands of people throughout the year, uh, those who are buying and selling, is there some worry, um, from both those sides? I I don't think there's any worry uh, of both those sides. So we just had a client, we, uh, that bought firm on a $1.6 million house in Waterdown. And we listed, uh, we're going to be listing their house for a million, but we said to them, look, um, are you prepared to take 900,000 for your house? And they said, yes. Hmm. So they have that understanding and that's what you got to do. Um, you have to inform your client. Like I didn't want to have these guys going firm. We suggested not to, we, we, you know, and we said, listen, you're taking a big risk doing this is, you know, when the market's changing, but just, we just wanted to inform them, be prepared that you can get, you know, somewhere between, you know, around 900,000 for this house. And they're fine with it. They were good with it. See, because we informed them, we were ed- giving them educated information. Now, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people say, yeah, yeah, let's listen for a million, this and that. And all of a sudden you hear crickets, nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. So you got to be very careful uh, on that and you got to inform your clients. And it, uh, that there, again, we're probably chasing the market down a little bit, but we inform that to our clients. Would you describe the current market similar to what we saw just before the start of the pandemic? I know we were still in a seller's market before the pandemic, and now we're in a, a more balanced market. Is it is it pretty close, though? It is. It is. I, I think we um, fast-tracked the market um, during the pandemic, but I, I, I don't think we were going to have these kind of spikes uh in, 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 the, in the past two years, if the pandemic didn't hit right. for some reason, something triggered all this. Um, I don't know the stimulus money generated. I, I don't, honestly, I don't know the, the politics and the economics of it. I'm not, uh, but I, I do think that this, uh, economic spike that we had through the pandemic shouldn't have happened for another, maybe two or three years from now. And, but it happened earlier. So we fast tracked, Three, uh, uh, the, the economy three years in advance, and now it's, it's going to adjust itself, but it's going to be fine. If you bought a house to move in with your family, you are fine. If you bought a house to invest, well, listen, that's the risk you take as an investor. You take that risk. Now, otherwise, everybody should understand. Like, it, it, The sad thing is it's the first time investor that may end up, be, it could be painful for them, and they may not want to invest ever again for the rest of their life and just buy a home and move in and that's it. So again, it's, it's like this experience through this pandemic with real estate has, will change people's lives in the direction that they're going and how they're going to do, uh, what their, the rest of the life's going to be. Some people are going to be cautious and never, never buy an investment property again, or never, just like people won't, uh, do the stock market again. So there's a lot of changes that happen and everybody's lives change. Everybody, everybody was taking the path, the, the highway, uh, down, but now everybody got sideswiped going on different paths, and then uh, now we have to adjust to it. 
If you want to sell your home or you are in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfie team, at 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. When we come back, we'll talk about a Niagara Falls couple that's been charged in a real estate fraud case. How common is it? Stay tuned to find out. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along, just know you're not alone, cause I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin alongside Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them on the World Wide Web. The website is robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. Check out the Golfie team on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, and send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address if you'd like a certain topic discussed in a future show or if you have a question regarding real estate. That email address again is questions at robgolfie.com. Interesting story out of Lincoln in the Niagara region back in November of 2021, so a few months ago. A man and woman were interested in purchasing a home and a property in that area of the town. $5.6 million was the agreed upon price through real estate agents, legal counsel were all involved, and um, everything was good. So the seller left the property, as you know, normally what happens. But there were a number of delays, and upon further review of the paperwork that was submitted, police say it included some fraudulent documents. So the deal was canceled. The bad news, though, is the person who sold the home had already spent about $35,000 in moving and legal fees. So the man and the woman who were attempting to purchase this property were arrested. They were charged with fraud and um, three counts of false pretense and obviously are, uh, are now in the court system. The, uh, the man in this case, the uh, suspect, one of the two suspects, was also a suspect in an attempted fraudulent Grimsby condo purchase in May of 2021 and a St. Catherine storage unit scam in February of 2021. Um, you know, the, number one, it's a huge price tag at $5.6 million. The victim in this case, the homeowner who was selling the home, is out thirty-five grand in moving and legal fees and... You know, it's it's a very sad situation. How common is this, and how did this how did this happen? Well, I I, I read this thing, and I did see that there is some uh, holes in this thing. So they did call. So over the following uh, week, the police the, 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 they did call an, a real estate agent. So they said. Uh, so it, over here it says, please say a purchase contract totaling $5.6 million was agreed uh, through a real estate agents and legal counsel. Mm-hmm. 
the seller vacated the property. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you something. If somebody's buying a $5.6 million house, <laughs> yes. and if I'm a realtor, the one thing, the one thing I want to know is, okay, wait a minute, you live in a house that's probably less than a million dollars. And I can, and I did look up these people to okay. see if, if they owned anything in Niagara Falls because they're from the falls. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything that had both their names on it, but I did find something that had different names, but they had middle names in there and I didn't know if it was the right person, but I couldn't find anything that was valued or purchased in the past three years that was over $700,000. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing we would do. We would listen, that, that's how we check people out. So they should have, they should have looked at this person and said, Hey, where, where are you coming from? You don't go from uh, a $800,000 house to a $5.6 million house. Yeah. Secondly, you get, you get their uh, uh, driver's license when you're doing this thing. This is called FinTrack, and this is uh, by law. We have to do this with every transaction. So, and then you ask what they do for a living. I'm going to tell you, I Google, anybody that's buying something like this, I Google them. I want to know, okay, what do you do if you can afford a $5.6 million house? Like, that's what you want to know. And then you, you get in conversations with them. There should have been red flags even before when the contract was actually written up. Now, these people that sold, they thought they sold, they, bought, they probably bought another house. So now they own this $5.6 million house still. They probably own two houses now. It's not just the $35,000 that they're out. They're going to be out for probably hundreds of thousands of dollars in the coming, coming months. Now, they've got in their head that this, their house is worth $5.6 million. Maybe it isn't. I don't know what these people are trying to do fraudulently. I really don't know. I, I don't get it, but there is a lot of fraud out there and we have had people call us and when uh, something doesn't add up, um, the agents come to me and I, and I will sometimes get involved and I know if it's a fraud or not, I will know right away. And, um, and that this I'm surprised uh, the realtor or legal counsel. Yeah didn't pick up on this right away and, and they let it go right to almost two, three weeks uh, before closing or right to closing. So um, I just feel sorry for the people. They ended up getting uh, scammed and now they, uh, I don't know where they moved to. Obviously people probably buy another house and uh, it's, it's, you gotta be very careful. That's all you have to be. And we've had scams. We've had scams that, we had people that wanted to put offers in and we, re- we realized right away that it was a scam and, and, and we protected our sellers from getting involved with anything like that. And, and sometimes the sellers are w- very wishful. They go, no, no, this is not a fraud. And they, and they don't want to believe it because of the price is so good. <laughs> and, and, and we tell them, we, we go, look, and we send them an email. We feel this is fraud. If you go forward with this, you know, be careful and all that kind of stuff. But we, we, uh, we do get them not often, but we probably, I'd say in, in my career, I've probably seen about five or six. Well, it seems like a number of people drop the ball here. Number one, the legal counsel, which, you know, there's two sets of them, right? For the home buyer and the home seller, the the realtors. And again, two sets of those and just, uh, you know, the, the home sellers as well. I mean, they're kind of caught in the middle because they're relying on the advice of their realtor and their legal counsel, and they got bad advice from both sides. And it's really extremely unfortunate and surprising as well, because as you mentioned, this is not a $1.6 million deal. This is a $5.6 million deal. So, you know, where's the credit check? Where's the history check? Where's the checks and balances in this process? It's mind boggling that this actually went through. 
It's going to be a big lawsuit there for sure. <laughs> so the sellers sure. of that, that $5.6 million house, they are going to go after uh, probably the, the real estate uh, agent possibly um, that wrote up the deal. And because and, and they're going to look at his records to see if he did have all his paperwork in order. Now, if he hasn't, he's going to get fined huge on this. Now, there's going to be – I mean, and hopefully, you know, he, he's got errors in the missions, but, but – Errors in the missions only covers when there's an error, a human error, but not when you didn't do your job. So, so he's in for um, he's in he's in for uh, a legal uh, a lot of legal issues uh, coming up. So, and uh, but yeah, I, I, we Google everybody if they can afford a house that price. We go, we want to know who they are. We want we want to know who they are. And I don't think I don't think they uh, looked at this guy. And chances are this guy, if you Google him, there's a lot there's a lot of people. Uh, he's got a um, a popular name. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint because there's people at different ages. And I, I Googled this guy, try to find him. I did find the, the, the record of, of the, uh, of the connection of the fraudulent of the house, but I, I didn't have time to go even deeper. But if I did, I'd probably find other things, but I definitely would have Googled this guy. If somebody's buying something that big. Yeah. Uh, I want the listeners to uh, go into their uh, memory bank here and, you know, think about their neighborhood. You know, most of our listeners here on CHML are 40 plus, uh, university or college educated. They've, they own a single family home. They probably paid it off in many respects. So just think about your neighborhood, you know, a lot of single family dwellings around. How would you think, or what would you think if a number of triplexes, fourplexes, duplexes suddenly popped up on your streets or in your neighborhood. How would you feel about that? Well, it could be a reality if the city of Hamilton's uh, urban footprint is expanded, at least internally. We know that the urban sprawl debate has been a big one here in town, and the city wants to build up as opposed to build out and allow single-family homes to be converted into triplexes, fourplexes without zoning approvals and it's a way to obviously boost the housing supply without boosting the the, the boundary of the city uh, for lack of a better term do you think more most people are uncomfortable with this thought i i think so um it, because well look at downtown hamilton and some of the streets i mean you have to drive uh, two blocks just to get a parking spot depending on what time you get home from work yeah very true and uh just just because these homes were built uh you know early early 1900s, late 1800s, and they didn't have driveways back then. So people have a lot of makeshift driveways, you know, and you only can fit a small car. You can't fit a, a, a mid, mid to large size uh, car. But, but what happens is a lot of these houses didn't have driveways. They do have alleyways with garages, but there is a parking issue in, in, down, in like downtown in, in uh, Hamilton. Now they want to do this in Ancaster, I guess, or, or anywhere. And I think there's going to be an issue with uh, parking if they allow, you know, two, three, uh, four units in a house, Mm -hmm. like uh, allowing that. And um, so, yeah, it's, uh, I I think people don't want growth to expand into farmland and then, but now people don't want growth (laughs) inward. So it's going to be a tough situation. Um, but but the population's growing, and uh, we do have a shortage of homes, and they're trying to find they're trying to find different ways to uh, to rectify this. Yeah, the other issue too is not only parking, which is a big issue, but increased traffic as well. Because if you're converting a single family home into a fourplex, so now you have 
four individuals, potentially four families in there, at least a couple of families, you have a couple more vehicles. So yeah, there is a lack of parking, but there's also going to be more traffic. So safety on, uh, you know, our city streets is going to be magnified even more so. And it has already been, you know, certainly this year with, uh, I think it's 11 or maybe even a dozen now pedestrian involved deaths in this city. So yeah. the, the number of vehicles on the city streets are going to intensify. I've seen it on my, on my street, you know, a couple of homes have been converted into rental property. So, you know, a family lives upstairs, another family or an individual downstairs, you add another vehicle here or there, this, the, you know, the, this, the once quiet street is a lot busier. So we're seeing it around this community. This all goes down to Hamilton's uh, urban uh, boundary plan, which they've given a draft plan to the province. The province hasn't really come back with any sort of decision, I guess, until the official plan is submitted. But there's an inclination that the provincial government is going to say, no, you're going to expand outward. Uh, we don't care what city council does. That, that'll be an interesting, an interesting uh, decision, uh, nonetheless, no matter how, you know, how it's made. Well, they, they, they did have a vote. Um, it, it was 13 to 3 vote in, in November. Council directed planning staff to draft a revised official plan anchored in an intensification strategy designed to avoid sprawl. But now now all of a sudden this comes up. But I, I, again, like like I'll tell you, Rick, like you probably you and your wife have a car, right? There's two cars in your driveway. Yep. yep. Am, I, am I correct? Yeah. So if, if you think about it, every couple is going to have two cars. Now, if you triplex a house, you're going to have six cars for that one property. Potentially, yeah. You, you know, everybody has to get it in and out of the driveway. So, really, you, you only can put, you know, maybe two to four cars, and you got to put cars on the street. It's definitely going to, it's definitely, you know, I mean, they're, they're throwing different ideas out there. I don't know which way it's going to go, but I think that way there, I I, I don't know if I would want that um, in, in, um, uh, suburban areas like on the Hamilton Mountain or Ancaster or anything, I don't think people would want that too much. Mm -hmm. So let's talk again about the cooling housing market. And we know that interest rates have gone uh, up. We know that the Bank of Canada, the central bank, is going to raise interest rates again on June 1st. At least that's the inclination, up another half a percentage point. So we'll get to that 2% number, that magical 2%. This has left a lot of um, home buyers and sellers really on the sidelines thinking, all right, how do we how do we price our home? How do we bid on a home? Do we have to go lower than asking? Can we price our home uh, a little bit lower than what we think we're going to get and create a bidding war? How delicate of a process has this become now? Uh, yeah, it, the, the strategy uh, for the seller, uh, if they want an offer, they should uh, price it, um, you know, where we think what a willing buyer is willing to pay. Now, if the, this is an opportunity for buyers uh, to go in, uh, if the house is overpriced, they can go in aggressively on the price and you know, they may have to work on two or three or, or, or 10 houses that may finally work with them uh, when they do that. Now, now for instance, let's say the house is listed at 850, but it's really worth maybe 735. Right. Yep. Or no, no, sorry. It's worth, it's worth 785. Okay. So it, and, and it's uh, listed at 850. So somebody comes in and offers maybe eight or sorry, seven, seven seventy or something like that. And then the homeowner, either he's going to sign back at 800 and then it goes back and forth and they may end up at 775 where the true value is. Um, or he may tell that guy, forget it. And he may lose that. But then as the market's changing, he's going to wish he took that 775 because now 
another month later, he's probably wishing he took, uh, like he took that seven seventy five, and then now he's getting offers at seven sixty. So you got to be very, very careful. Now it is hard to find what the market price is. We're we're in that zone, but if you're not getting anybody looking at your house or you're not getting any offers, chances are, you know, you're a little bit priced too high and you got to get down a little bit more on your price. You got to change your price uh, on your house to, so we're until people start coming through the buyers are out there. Remember the buyers are smarter than the sellers and the realtors. Cause they're the ones that are holding the money in their pocket. <laughs> they're the ones that are putting, they're the ones that are putting the offers in. So like, I know, you know, we get people say, Hey, my house is better than the one down the street. And they got that much. It's a different time. And we got, and you got to learn it and understand that. So remember the buyer is the, is the smartest one out there because not, the, not only did they look at your house, they looked at all the houses around your neighborhood. So, and, and they're judging which one they feel is the right one. And obviously they're going to go with the one that has the most updates that, that, that works for them and, and the floor plan and everything else. So I, I, I say it and say it over, you got to price your house right now. And, you, and if you overprice it, you are going to be chasing the market down. We'll talk about uh, another aspect that has um, really swung the pendulum back into the buyer's side of things. We'll talk about that when the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition continues on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call Hamilton's first ever real estate team to sell a 1,000 homes in a year, 905-575-7700. You can follow the Golfie team on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Send them a topic idea for a future show or a question to the email address questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We've been talking about the uh, ever-changing real estate landscape, not only here in Hamilton, but throughout the province and across the country, because after a fast-paced pandemic-fueled housing market, things have cooled off a little bit. We're more in a balanced market. And to that end, conditions also making a comeback. What are some conditions that we're starting to see once again on offers? Where we're starting to see home inspectors back, and they're <laughs> excited. I'm pretty sure. I mean, uh, people are taking uh, pictures uh, of home inspectors uh, parked in the driveways as they're inspecting. It's like they haven't seen that in two years, which is good. Good for them, and it's good for the consumer. Now they can actually uh, buy something, take their time, and look at the house to see if there's going to be any major uh, a, a structural or any major problems that they may have. So this is, this is good. And, and conditions of financing is good because also 
um, they can know that if the uh, banks are going to give them the money. Sometimes people are shocked. They put, they, they put an offer in, they have to go in cash, and the bank says, well, I think you overpaid for it, or, or sorry, uh, we need this. And, and, and there's a lot of surprises that happen. I'm sure through the through this uh, boom and, and spike of real estate values and all the multiple offers that are happening, I'm sure people bought houses and they had to scramble and probably borrow more money uh, to, to buy that house just because of the fact they went high on the number and the bank said, sorry, we're not going to finance you based on that number. And they had to make up the difference. So there's been a lot of issues like that. And we know people bought houses through this pandemic um, sight unseen. They looked at pictures online and, and then when they the day they move in they're like wait a minute uh this looks a lot different than the house that i, I saw online mm-hmm. and uh so it, it's it's definitely uh definitely really good for this is good for both parties this is good for the sellers and good for the buyers because now the the buyer is going to move in with confidence uh, when they uh, close on that deal because they did their home inspection and they did and, and also bank uh, uh sorry uh, insurance clause Always that that should always be there uh, an insurance uh, condition in there because sometimes some some uh, insurance companies may not share a house in a certain area just depending on on the location so you got to be very very careful so those are the three top conditions that you should have in your offer financing insurance and and home inspection with that is what you need on an offer now with conditions back on the table uh, is it only natural to think that some deals might start to fall through because we didn't see many of that during the pandemic. Absolutely. We're going to see a lot of deals fall through. Um, And this is a normal market. Um, uh, And and I remember before the pandemic, um, like uh, 2019, I mean, we had, we had deals fall apart every month and we had buyers, you know, they were buying the house and they put an offer in it with conditions and uh, they went, they did their home inspection and they said, no, we're not going to uh, pers- uh, continue with this. And, mm-hmm. and we did a mutual release and they, and they found another house that we, we found for them and uh, they didn't go with that house. So, so we're going to see a lot of that happening now during the, during the last you know year, um, people moved into houses that had problems that they couldn't find out because they were competing with 10 to 20 other different people to get that house. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, let's talk about another prediction, this coming from some economists, including a senior economist at the Bank of Montreal, predicting that Canadian home prices will fall as much as 20% this year, 10 to 20% drop in home price index in certain regions. And not to say that Hamilton's going to experience this, this, but, you know, it could. With the average price of a home in Hamilton, Burlington last year, just shy of $880,000, I, I, you know, I have trouble believing that the price of a home that's going to go up for sale later on this year is going to be 20% lower than that. Where, where do you stand on this? I, I, I don't think it'll be a 20%. I, I, we already had an adjustment of probably somewhere to seven, seven, five to 8% in de- depending on the region. But I think we'll see um, another, maybe I, I say five to 6%. And, and that's happening this month as we are, are going through because th- this is a, a shift month. This is a transition month, mm-hmm. and uh, and the other thing is uh, just because of everybody's waiting for what the interest rate is going to be in June, but we're going to find the numbers change uh, a, a, a bit once the uh, uh, June hits with the main numbers. But I don't think it will see twenty percent difference. I, I I truly think it'll be it'll be overall 
I'd say a 12 to 17 overall the year overall, but we're, but if you look at it, I mean, we were up at the beginning of the year, like 30% almost. Yeah. So, so we're still good. Like, I mean, if, if it lands, if, let's say we land at 10 to 15% less from the beginning of the year. And I mean, we'll still be up higher last year over 10, 12%, maybe even higher than that. So, I mean, like we're doing well, we're doing well here. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about recessions in Canada, what that might mean for the housing market when the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition continues on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Our house in the middle of Last go around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHNL. Rick Sanford with you. Pleased to be joined once again on this May 2-4 weekend with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax, Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. You can find them on the World Wide Web. RobGolfy.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the Golfy team today, and don't forget, Golfy gets it sold. 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're dominating the real estate social media game on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Recessions in Canada. You mentioned the R word earlier on in the show, and some people are intimating that we might see a recession sometime down the road. The definition of a recession is when two or more successive quarters, so really six months in a row, show a drop in real gross domestic product. We haven't had one since 08, 09, and that was a pretty bad one. Um, Why is the recession word being tossed around, and what could that mean for real estate? You know what, and and that means for real estate that there's an adjustment or a flat lines. Um, the one in the one in the 08 and 09, um, What I, I don't know if Canada got hit as hard. I, I know companies did. I know uh, a, a lot of large companies uh, got hit hard. Um, we didn't feel it in real estate as much. There was an adjustment, a little bit of an adjustment, but it didn't really affect it as much. Now, if you look, if you look in, in 2008 or let's, let's start in 2007, the average sale price in 2007 on the Realtors Association was 274,700. In 2008, it goes to two, uh, 287,500. 2009, 302,700. And then 2010, 324,000. So the spikes there weren't as much during recession, but real estate values still go up. Okay. So I truly don't think it's going to affect real estate as much right now. We had a spike earlier this year. It's got to adjust itself. So overall at the end of this year, we're probably going to find that real estate values are up maybe 10 to 12% overall from last year. So, so we're still good. And, but it's just got to adjust itself. We had, we had, a, we had an unrealistic uh, market in the first two and a half months of this year or three months. Mm-hmm. It was an unrealistic market. 
And we were surprised. Realtors were surprised. We didn't even know how to price houses. We just said, let's put it up for sale and see what the market's going to do. <laughs> and, and people were getting, you know, 200, 300, 400, 500,000 over asking. And we were like, whoa. And, you know, and we were all bragging about it as realtors uh, at the beginning of this year. But now, um, now this is where we really have to work. This is where realtors have to work and, and sell uh, our clients' homes because, because of the changing market. But once it settles, we're going to go, it's going to be all good. And if there is, and if there is a recession, this is not recession stuff that we're talking about. This is an adjustment with, uh, with real estate values, uh, readjusting itself from, from the unrealistic, uh, market that we had earlier this year. Uh, by the way, Canada has experienced five recessions since 1970, 12 since the Great Depression in 1929, and they usually last between three to nine months. Uh, let's end with some pretty cool news. A study uh, from Numbio, which is a cost of living database, lists 14 Canadian towns with a low cost of living, but they have high paying jobs. And one of the 14 is, uh, you know, just, just down the highway, really, Welland, Ontario. Uh, with an average monthly rent for a one-bedroom uh, apartment at $1,528. The average monthly net salary is north of $4,600, so extremely um, inexpensive city to live in, uh, high-paying jobs. Welland, Ontario seems to be pretty popular. Yeah, it's well, it's always been it's always been affordable in Welland, Ontario. So uh, definitely, <laughs> I, I'm sure everybody's going to start looking on uh, <laughs> online and looking at uh, places to, to rent there. So, but uh, yeah, definitely, uh, that's the closest that I see of all the uh, the 14 Canadian towns that they talk about. Yeah, the only other one in Ontario is Bowmanville, which is uh, just a little bit out of uh, Toronto. But yeah, Welland is the closest to uh, our community. Uh, Rob, any big plans for the May 2-4 weekend? How are you celebrating? A little fireworks, a little barbecue? Just taking it easy, taking nice. it easy. That's it, enjoying the weekend. But one thing I really want to talk about is we're launching our annual grad sign campaign next, this week. Like you can, if you, if you have a, a graduate of kindergarten, grade eight or grade 12 or post-secondary, take a picture with your sign and post it on, so, on uh, social media, tagging us, uh, tagging the golfy team. And you got a chance to win some amazing prizes. You must be, you must follow us on, on golfy social media and prizes are $250 gift card uh, uh, to Toys R Us, $500 Visa card and two $1,000 checks. The best part of our campaign this year is that with every sign ordered, our team donates to have a tree planted in Ontario. We will be donating to the uh, organization called One Tree Planted. So please, if you've got children that are graduating, we would love to post a sign on your front lawn saying a graduate lives here. And uh, I'd love to see that uh, when, uh, when uh, we're driving around. That's an awesome community initiative. More details online at robgolfie.com and head over to their social media feeds on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Rob, another fantastic show. And thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.